When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And I'm Ryan Zook. Fall sports aren't happening in the Big Ten, but things are still happening with fall sports. We discuss the latest. Joan Howard's name was linked to NBA coaching jobs. We tell you why you should get used to it. All that and more on this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Andrew, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Yeah, Aaron and I mentioned that you were gone last week and, and said you had some happy news to share. We didn't share it for you. We thought you you would like to share it, but uh, I did. I did hear the way you set that up because I listened to the podcast. Fantastic. So yeah, I mean, I guess the, the floor is yours if you'd like to tell our listeners why you were out last week. A lot of life events. Uh, I had a birthday. I had an anniversary, but of course, topping all of that was welcoming new child into the world. So my wife gave birth to our second child, another girl. Uh, so yeah, everything is, is going well. Exciting times. The, you know, the congratulations balloons and, and cards that we got for the baby. You know, we really got, uh, got a lot of mileage out of it by just keeping them up through then these other celebrations that, that happened throughout the week. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun watching, you know, the, the first child now being, a, you know, the big sister and, yeah, it's interesting times here, of course, as you know, you limited interactions, you know, with, with, with family and friends and things like that. But yeah, all is, all is going well. Good to hear. Congratulations once again from, from myself and, and Aaron, who is not on the podcast this week. So this you week, come yeah. back and, and he's gone. So that, it's, it's, it's kind of been that way this summer. I feel like it's just kind of just another just thing about 2020, you know, we just can't get the, the schedules straight, but, uh, I guess we would, we would expect Aaron to be back next week. So yeah, a lot to talk about in a way. Again, it's like uh, it seems like every week we're saying this. Like there's no there's no games to discuss on on the Michigan athletics front, um, but there's still still news. The latest being uh, you know Joan Howard's name mentioned. It was a- Adrian Wojnarowski, you know the, the Woj bomb on Twitter. Same guy, you know that uh, broke a lot of Michigan basketball fans' hearts. He was the one who broke the news that John Beeline had left for the NBA. Um, and then uh, this Monday says that Jawan's name is being, you know, mentioned, gaining traction, you know, within NBA circles, basically, you know, as a, as a candidate for potential NBA coaching openings as, you know, some of these teams get eliminated from the playoffs and, and fire their coaches. Jawan Howard's name has, has come up. And uh, yeah, Jawan was very, Smart, I think, to he wasted very little time, 99 minutes before he put between that tweet and his statement, you know, emphatically saying he's the coach of Michigan. He's not even he's not even going to listen to these offers. He's flattered by them, but not going to listen to them. And, yeah, I wrote about on MLive.com this morning why, you know, this has just become the norm. And it, it should be something that Michigan fans should get used to because, he had success at the NBA level. Like he left the NBA in good standing, not as a head coach, you know, it wasn't, it was right. as an assistant, but you know, in a very well-respected organization under, you know, a top head coach and a, and a president, Pat Riley, you know, who's in the hall of fame, 
you know, he played for many top level coaches throughout his career and just, you know, someone who's just really respected around the league. You know, he interviewed for some head coaching jobs before he, he took the Michigan one. So, yeah, this is going to be anytime there's openings, his his name is going to come up so long as Michigan, you know, remains competitive. It's just sort of a, uh, you know, an occupational hazard of, of hiring someone like him is, is how his, uh, you know, former agent put it to me. So, um, yeah, that's just, and again, Michigan fans are used to this because, of course, this comes up with Jim Harbaugh every every year, it seems. For sure. And, and I mean, for Michigan fans, they might be worried, like, oh, my, are we going to lose Drewan to the NBA ranks already? I mean, with, with, with you mentioned this in the article, I mean, his son's going to be a freshman on, on this year's team. So it, the timing might not work right now, maybe in the future. Um, but at this point, knowing that his son probably has four years left and, and knowing his NBA background, I, this maybe could be a, a positive recruiting tool for him, knowing how well he is uh, received in the NBA ranks. And I mean, a lot of these guys come to these power five programs wanting to play at the next level as well. And, and if a kid sees that, or he's well-respected in the NBA at the NBA level, and he's been able to develop kids, maybe I want to go to, go to Michigan and play. So I don't think this is all the, any reason to sound the alarm bell yet. Uh, if anything, this could be a, a positive at this point, um, just showing what Jawan has been able to do in his coaching career, mostly in the M- NBA, but even in his first season at Michigan. Absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with recruits. Sure, some other coaches might try to use it, you know, against him in recruiting, which is why it was it was so important. He he put out that statement, kind of pledging his commitment to Michigan. Right. But yeah, it's hard to find a recruit. I can't remember one I've talked to. You know, either one that Michigan was after, or eventually secured a commitment from, or whatever um, that didn't mention, you know. Uh, those three letters, NBA, with respect to Jawan Howard's uh, time there as a player, as a coach, like they just, they know he played like with LeBron, you know, even if they don't have all the details exactly right. Yeah. They know that he's someone who had a long career there and that's where they're trying, many of them are trying, are trying to get to. So yeah, it is, it is kind of funny because, you know, as I, I mentioned the story, you know, guys like coach K or John Thompson going back even farther, um, or, you know, even other guys that whose names who are currently coaching, whose names, you know, come up for NBA jobs now and then, uh, you know, like Jay Wright, I've heard now mention that the Philadelphia 76ers job is open or is going to be open. Those guys have won national championships. You know, they've been to many final fours. They've won a lot of games. You know, Jawan Howard's career record as a head coach is 19 and 12. That's what right. Michigan was last year. He's never had the chance to coach in a postseason because, you know, that was it, was it was canceled this year. So all of his sort of all of the interest comes from, you know, what he did at that NBA level. But again, if he just continues to do well, you know, in college, then, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't change anyone's mind about, you know, what he what he could do potentially at the next level. But yeah, I think the fact that that Jace Howard is a freshman now at Michigan, it's just it's hard to imagine him not even honestly like almost seeing him through his career. But at the very least, you know, coaching him for a year or two, and then if you want to even look down the line, you know, he's got another son who's that about to start too. his junior year of high school. But yeah, I don't know. Basically, those who know Jawan kind of say that he doesn't really think like that about like, oh, where am I trying to get to next? And here's how I get there. It's like here's where I am. And he and I want to focus on on doing the best job possible, which might might sound a little corny or whatever, but it is how a lot of really successful people kind of operate. Right. I've learned. And it also seemed like that's how John Beeline was too. And then all of a sudden, he's he's the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers too. Right. So I mean, it's not necessarily like John will never go to the NBA ranks, but mm-hmm. right at this time on the outside, it, it doesn't looking in. It doesn't look like it makes a whole lot of sense at this point but we'll see time will tell 
Yeah, it was a funny hour and a half or so where you had at least, you know, if you're on Twitter like I am and you see, you know, these Michigan fans that are already kind of thinking about, oh, Jawan's out. I guess we'll bring Beeline back. You know, there's like already <laughs> this, you know, kind of thought process of, 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 you know, coming up with, you know, candidates to replace them, which is just kind of silly. But that's the news. Jawan Howard's still Michigan basketball coach. And we'll have we'll have more in future podcasts about you know, what his second season is going to look like as far as uh, just nationally, what what college basketball is going to look like. And then, of course, what this Michigan team will look like, because we've kind of discussed bubbles in the past. And I feel like if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard us say how Ward Manuel was at one point anti-bubble, how the NCAA seemed to say that's not what they were going to do. Uh, that's starting to shift, I think. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's very possible that, you know, we're going to have a season in some form and you know, the word bubble, it depends how you want to define that. Maybe they'll use a different word, but yeah, some sort of games, uh, you know, can be, can be played. What else you got? There was some other, other news, uh, in the last couple of days. Yes. Yeah. I think the biggest thing last week was the NCAA providing a, a blanket waiver for, for all fall sport athletes and, um, kind of extending roster sizes for, um, next year's fall season. So, I mean, for, for the football team, yeah, it's the, Athletes have the, the opportunity to return without losing uh, any uh, a year of eligibility. That includes seniors too. That would will get the opportunity to return. Now Michigan doesn't have to honor all their financial aid to all those players, but um, and there's not going to be a, a cap on on scholarships and rosters next season. But eventually, it's going to go back to that 85. So I mean, right. teams are going to have to weigh. The, the present versus the future and, and it's probably will affect future recruiting classes as well. Um, but at this point, yeah, everyone has the opportunity to, uh, uh, to return next season. Now a few players have already mentioned that they uh, are likely not to return next year and, and will enter the 2021 draft. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle and cornerback Ambry Thomas are, have been two to announce that so far. Um, we're, we're likely to see the same and, or a few, a few more announce that mm-hmm. at, at some point. I mean, time will tell. Uh, I, they could potentially, if the Big Ten moves to a, a winter spring season, they could potentially play play then and before entering the the draft. But uh, a lot of unknowns right now. So yeah, I mean, you 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 said these, you you just said this, but just to clarify for for listeners, like I think two key points from this ruling is that. Yes, the seniors who who decide to return, you know, for what would be a fifth year or six mm-hmm. year if they were already redshirted or whatever, you know, they will not count against you know the team scholarship limits for for that for next year. And it's not an NCAA mandate. Like it's not like the schools have to bring them back. The NCAA is just saying you you right. can. It's really it is up to the schools. And it's it's yeah it's it's figuring out your roster and also it's money too. I mean, some of these schools might not be able to or feel or be willing to spend extra money on, on, on more scholarships. You know, they allotted for a certain number and they might not be able to go over, especially given, you know, the hits that they've, they've already taken this year. So uh, that will be, that will be interesting to see. And certainly records, records are going to fall, Ryan. Records are going to fall national records. When you got guys playing five, five full seasons, uh, potentially, you know, you could have some, some all time records uh, set. Is, Is that what you're thinking? All right. Yeah, not, no, it makes sense. Not, not an important uh, piece <laughs> of this, but it, it is something that that popped into my head. Yes, but yeah, it's uh, absolutely it'll be uh, be interesting to see what what happens with all these Michigan players. You guys hit on on the podcast last week. Um, yeah, some of the players that have already 
made their decision specifically Jalen Mayfield. Um, but it's it's not a decision that I guess needs to be set in stone by any by any means. No, nothing's preventing him from suiting up. Should there be you know a season at some point? I still have no idea what they're really talking about when they say winter, when they say spring, like when this thing is going to potentially happen. I just maintain that much of it is just going to be determined by what society and the national picture looks like, you know, regarding COVID, you know, what is testing like at that point? What are case numbers like? That's really, that's why this shut down. And that's why, you know, unless you go to the full, full, true isolation bubble, which as much as we're, we're just talking about bubbles might, might be coming for college basketball. I'm talking about like kids aren't on campus right now. Hey, we can take advantage of this window bubble, not let's bring everyone to a site, test them every day and isolate them from their families and everybody else. NBA style bubble. Like right. that, that's just not going to happen no matter what. I don't think so. It'll be interesting to, uh, to see how that all, that all shapes out. But yes. Uh, and what's crazy too is, is we've talked about how, is college football going to happen this fall for in anywhere? And at this point, we're a little over a week away from the start <laughs> of this college football season. There are games scheduled for September 3rd, which is just over a week away, which is yeah. pretty crazy to see or to kind of finally know that, wow, is this really going to happen? What and what it's going to look like? I mean, it. I'm really intrigued to see how, how this fall season for those, those schools that are planning on playing kind of transpires and, and what ends up happening. So I think there's going to be some crazy upsets. Um, I mean, you saw like Texas Tech the other day was missing like 20 key players from practice. I mean, imagine if, if that happens heading into a, a big matchup against a, a rival and, and they're missing 20 their top guys. I mean, this, yeah. this is going to be a – a wild ride. Yes. And and I guess to make it officially official from last week's pod, the Big Ten football season is not happening. The parents' protest did not uh did not sway uh the presidents, the commissioner to uh you know rev- you know reverse their decision on things. I just I found it all interesting because you know, covering college sports, I think a lot of people from the outside, you know, they view, especially like at a school like Michigan, such a big time athletics program that it's almost more like professional than it is like high school. That is true in some respects, but as far as like parental involvement, I think it's closer to the high school level. Yes, you're not all living in the same community like you are in high school. You don't necessarily, you know, know, you know, the coach isn't like a, you know, kid's dad or something like that, but they're still, they're still involved. I I learned that, you know, my first year on, on the beat here, you know, getting emails from parents sometimes who wasn't necessarily that they, they, they didn't like something I wrote. It was more about, you know, they wanted they wanted to share why their son wasn't playing or 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 ask me why I thought they weren't or things like that. Like this this did this did happen and it kind of opened my eyes. So the fact that these parents were, you know, protesting on their, you know, college age son's behalf didn't shock me, even if I thought it was a little, I don't know, unnecessary. Yeah, they're continuing to protest too. I mean, they sent parents from the big big time players sent another letter to to Kevin Warren today, basically basically asking for for more dialogue and, and wondering what the criteria um the return to competition task force will, will be used in making a decision about a winter or spring season. So it's starting to sound like they've accepted the fact that there won't be a fall season, but they're kind of demanding answers right now for what uh, a future season might might look like and yeah. And I, I just don't know if there are answers to be given right now because we, we, there's so many things that need to be 
sorted out before December and January and, and whatnot. So, absolutely. Well, the, the lack of a of a season, and obviously, no, even if they're even if things were going normally, they're still it still wouldn't have started quite yet. Um, but none of this has prevented you know mock drafts from coming out for for twenty twenty one for the NFL. You know, it did it did catch my eye when one you wrote about today. You know, from from ESPN, I guess if you could just kind of set the scene as far as where Michigan players fell and what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Todd McShay, a, a well-known draft analyst for ESPN, released his top 50 prospects for the 2021 draft. And I mean, before I even read it, I, you kind of think of a few names in in your head that will were likely to be on the list. And yep. you, you see Nico Collins, wide receiver, at number 26, which is understandable. You see defensive end, senior defensive end, Quiddy Pay at number 47, which which makes sense. And then. And at number 50 is, is running back Chris Evans, which I was not expecting at all. I mean, this is a guy that didn't play all of 2019, not going to be able to play in the fall of 2022. And all of a sudden, he's a, a top 50 prospect nationally in, in the draft, which, I mean, I was completely what? caught off guard by. Yeah, like, what time of shame, man? What, what, what were you were you sipping on some uh, – was your morning coffee spiked a little bit when you were writing this? But, I mean, I will will say, I mean, Chris Evans was the – is a, a Michigan's most versatile uh, running back before last year. I mean, he is a threat out of the backfield as a, as a receiver as well and can line up in the slot. But, I mean, there's just so much unknown with how much missing a whole season could uh, effective, affect his effectiveness on, on the field. Mm-hmm. So that was – uh, I, I think he really needed a, a fall season to to prove his his NFL stock, but apparently uh, not in the eyes of one yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's easy to bash mock drafts sometimes and be like, right. "Oh, that that you know, you see a guy pegged to go number seven and be like, ah, oh, that guy stunk. Like, he's not the seventh pick. Like, you can't just say that in a vacuum. Okay, well then, who do you have? What guys are you moving in front of them? You know, you can't just necessarily say Chris Evans isn't one of the top fifty unless you have a list in front of you of, of, of you know. 50 other guys that should be in front of them. And I I did not take the time to go and do that. It's just 50 is not a lot. 50 is not two rounds worth of the NFL draft. You know, the the thought that Chris Evans is, you know, a a second round pick is just kind of mind boggling to me. Um, You know, especially when there's guys on Michigan that you would expect to be a higher draft prospect than Evans. I mean, right. Well, Jalen Mayfield was being talked about as a potential first round pick Mm -hmm. um, not too long ago. and, And he didn't even, uh, crack Todd Mache's list. He was listed as the number seven uh, offensive tackle. Mache also listed uh, top ten players by position as well, uh, and, and Mayfield cracked that list, but he was not in the top fifty. Uh, but CBS Sports also did a top one hundred rankings earlier this week, and six Michigan players were on that list, and Chris Evans was not included in their top one hundred. But Jalen Mayfield was number 40, 43. Linebacker Cam McGrone was number fifty. Junior defensive end Aiden Hutchinson was number sixty-seven, and then Ambry Thomas was number seventy-nine. So, all those players right there, you would think, have a better case of, of uh, higher draft stock at this point than than Evans. But I mean, again, it is what it is at this point. So yeah, I mean, again, not to just pile on like right. Evans. I mean, I just think right. There's other Michigan guys, Mayfield, you know, kind of top of the, of the list there. You know, that were pegged. I remember, you know, certainly the the odds makers in Vegas setting these odds for first pick first overall pick in the NFL draft and Mayfield was on there granted you know pretty high odds but you're certainly the top top Michigan guy on there you just think like okay we know a couple guys on Michigan that seem like they have higher stock and you know 50 
50 guys total. I mean, you just got to go down the line, even in the big 10, you know, Ohio state's got a handful of guys that are going to be, that are, that would be taken. Um, you know, Penn state's got every, you know, you think other teams would have, you know, two or three guys and then you get outside into Alabama's and the LSU's these guys have, you know, handful of of guys every year. So yeah, I just, I, I have hard time seeing how, yeah, someone like that would just be, be in the top 50, but we'll see. Hey, it's a reason why all of us, honestly, on this podcast, we're talking about Chris Evans as a, as a very intriguing player to watch for this 2020 season that now isn't, isn't going to happen. But it was more, yeah, it was more, okay, this could be interesting how he fits more so than, you know, this guy's an absolute stud that's going to, you know, be a game changer for Michigan. So, yeah. And uh, that, so he is, he is the, the fourth running back in uh, Todd McShay's uh, running back rankings too. So, I mean, he's, he's only behind, Chubba Hubbard from uh, from Oklahoma State, Najee Harris from Alabama, and Clemson running back as well. So he's up there. And when you think of all the running backs there are in, in the nation, a lot of them who who played last season, um, there's Chris Evans. So we'll we'll see. I mean, and really, we didn't really know where Evans fits on the depth chart at Michigan too. In a tr- crowded running back room, I mean, you look, Michigan returns its two leading rushers from last season. So. And Anthony or uh, and Hoskins and or Haskins and Zach Charbonnet. So I was thinking of Mc, Ch- McMahon, all, your air, inner <laughs> Aaron McMahon, always telling them Hoskins. But yeah, I mean, it, it would have been interesting to see how how uh, they would divvy up the the carries and snaps at the running back position this year. We're not we're not going to get that opportunity in the fall. We'll see if they're able to get out there in the winter and, and spring. But yeah, definitely interesting to, to say the least. Absolutely. And of course, the the later they play, you would think the less likely it is that some of these guys that are being mentioned as NFL draft picks uh, would in fact suit up. But uh, who, who knows? Again, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that as things go forward. Unless you got anything else for our listeners, Ryan. I think that's it for, for this week. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week with another episode of Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>